You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Good morning and thank you for joining us on Community Focus, where we talk about the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. Mental health has become a much greater concern more than ever, partially due to the pandemic and the ongoing uncertainty we've all experienced for the last two years now. And we're also seeing, don't necessarily know why, but more young people than ever who are having difficulties coping with the onslaught of issues that they face every day. And that includes what will be the fourth anniversary of the Parkland shooting tomorrow. So there's one organization that has been there. They were there when the Parkland shooting happened. For our young people, our seniors, children in hospitals, people with disabilities, it's Canine Assisted Therapy, Inc., also called CatDog. And I first want to welcome Elise Samet, the program manager for CatDog, as it's known. Elise, thank you for being with us today. Hi, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me. I am looking forward to hearing everything about CatDog, but I also want to introduce, since it does cost money to run a nonprofit, arrange therapy visits, train therapy dogs and their humans, with us today is the organizer of a big fundraiser for cat dogs. It's called Wags, Whiskers, and Wine Sangria Fest. Coming up next weekend, Christine Glossman, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Ellen, for having me. Elise, I'm going to start with you. Can you just give us an overview of the services that Cat Dog provides? Yeah, Canine Assisted Therapy, we're a nonprofit organization here in South Florida, and we work with volunteers and their therapy dogs to provide free pet therapy visits to children and adults in need at facilities like hospitals, schools, nursing homes, foster care, treatment centers, veterans facilities. So anyone who's just kind of going through a difficult time, we are there to provide them with this uplifting experience and hopefully speed up their healing process. When you're there on site, what actual changes do you see in the people who are receiving a therapy visit? Oh, gosh, it's it's amazing that such a small, you know, a seemingly small gesture can have such a big impact on people, especially when we go into nursing homes. You walk in and there's people who maybe haven't had a visitor in a while. They haven't engaged in conversation. They're feeling alone, isolated, depressed. Mm. And they see this friendly dog <laughs> walk in with a wagging tail. And they, the excitement that that brings to them is something that you just can't explain in words. You see their face light up and all of a sudden you'll have maybe someone who hasn't spoken in the last few weeks engage in conversation solely because the dog is there. Wow. And maybe it helps them recall, you know, when they used to have a pet and it starts bringing up memories and facilitates that that connection. Right. It's amazing. Are there certain types of dogs that are best fit to be therapy dogs? You know, we here at CAT, we do not discriminate. Um, dogs of all breeds, shapes, sizes are welcome. The most important thing is really their temperament. And they have to enjoy this kind of work. Our therapy dogs, we like to say, you know, therapy dogs are born, not made. Mm. Um, they truly have a special quality about them that you just can't quite put your finger on until you see it. So as long as their temperament is friendly and their demeanor 
They're calm, they're non-reactive to other dogs, and they truly enjoy seeking that attention out from strangers. Those types of dogs will typically make a good therapy dog. And what kind of human makes a therapy dog team? (laughs) Well, that's where the hard part comes in. No, I think it's funny because a lot of people that come through our doors, they realize, wow, it's really me, the human who needs most of the training. As far as our handlers, we're really looking for people who are friendly, warm demeanors, just like their dogs, but people that want to engage with others. We're looking for handlers who are compassionate, handlers who have patience and who have that connection with their dog so that when they are out in the community and in different kinds of environments, their dog is able to respond to them regardless of what's happening. What's involved in the process? Someone has a dog that they think is friendly like that and sort of reads people, you know, gets people. Um, Yeah. How do they contact you if they want to train to be a therapy team and what's involved in the process? Sure. The first step would be to come to one of our orientations. We offer online orientations once a month via Zoom and orientations can be registered for on our website at catdogs.org. And during our orientation, we kind of talk about our program. We talk about the different volunteer opportunities that we provide to our volunteers. We'll talk about what we're looking for and the process, you know, basically the onboarding process. Now, I understand this is uh, it's just hard to talk about. Tomorrow is the fourth anniversary of the shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School. And I know Parkland has been holding candlelight vigils every year on the anniversary. You're going to be out there with, is it six therapy dog teams? Yes. Um, for the last four years, our therapy teams and our volunteers have been extremely involved in the Parkland community. We will be out there tomorrow with at least six therapy dogs to offer comfort and support to anyone who needs it. And is this event open to the public? Yes, the commemoration for MSD is open to the public. It starts at 5.30 p.m. and it will be at Pine Trails Park in Parkland. On your website at catdogs.org, you have an incredible video that just about brought me to tears where you have interviewed a number of the parents of children who were impacted by the shooting at Stoneman Douglas and also young people who survived or who lost siblings or friends. And they talk about what an impact and how helpful it was for them to have the dogs there every day after Mm -hmm. the shooting. I can't imagine what was it like actually putting that video together and talking to the people. It brings up so much heartache again. Yeah, it was it was an emotional day, I think, for everyone. We're fortunate enough to have such an amazing community here. And the people that we were able to help with the therapy dogs have been so supportive of our organization. And it's really been a joint effort to, you know, to heal each other. Yeah. And you're really out in the community every day with teams going to all these different kinds of locations that you mentioned. What does an organization have to do to request a visit from the therapy dogs? Yeah, organizations, they can certainly contact us at our office and simply give us a call at 954-990-5175. Or they can also go onto our website and we have different request forms so they can request regular visits or if it's a one-time event, they can request that. So it's basically just reaching out to us and letting us know what exactly their needs are. And if we can fulfill those needs, we always will. Okay, so for anyone who's interested in becoming a cat dog therapy group or anyone who would like a visit, probably easiest way, go to your website at catdogs.org. I know as a nonprofit, you do have to do fundraising 
Tell me, what exactly do you need dollars for? How do you use the dollars that you raise? All of the donations and support we receive goes directly to funding our teams, and that includes recruiting, training, evaluating, ensuring, mentoring our pet therapy teams. And it also goes into the time it takes to coordinate all the visits so that we can ensure that our therapy dogs are in the places they need to be and serving those who need it most. I remember hearing the number 350 visits a year. Is that correct? Yes, I think that was correct long ago. The number of visits we do each year has increased tremendously as the request for our services has grown. I think in 2021, we actually provided over 1,000 visits. To be exact, we provided 1,084 visits uh, during 2021. Do you have any idea why there is an increased need for therapy visits? Yeah, I mean, I think especially with everything everyone's been through with COVID over the last couple of years, you know, mental health has always been been an important matter. But with COVID, I think people have been really, a lot of people have been struggling with mental health and just with staying connected and, you know, feeling positive energy. So I think that just in combination with the last two years. How did you handle the safety precautions necessary for visits during COVID? We had to just transition a lot of things because of COVID. One of those things was a lot of our programs in the beginning, we transitioned over to virtual. So when COVID first happened and a lot of facilities shut down and we weren't able to provide that face-to-face interaction or that in-person interaction, we transitioned our programs virtually and started a new teledog program where we could still interact with those we serve, but just from you know, from a safe distance. We also started a new program called Canine Caravans, where all of our teams and their dogs pile into their cars. We decorate our vehicles with messages of positivity and slowly drive around different facilities, waving to all of the residents or the patients. And even in some cases, they would come outside, come downstairs and be able to interact with the dog through the car window. Those are some of the things we did. And then as far as safety, once we started going back into facilities, we've now implemented, of course, a mask policy where we do have our volunteers still wearing masks when they're in close proximity inside facilities, as well as, you know, frequent hand washing procedures, which is super important. Yeah. I mean, the way you've been able to shift what you need to do and also the creativity that goes into coming up with those drive-by visits is really (laughs) wonderful. And for people who are receiving those visits, the extra effort, I'm sure, makes even more of a difference to them. And as we all know, who have gone down the rabbit hole of watching cat and dog videos (laughs) on Facebook. I'm guilty. (laughs) Right. We know that it can be just as effective in a different way. I mean, it just it's a feel good. And very often I'm like, I can't watch the news. I have to just go back to the animal videos because it's so comforting and it makes me laugh. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. You are not. Okay. (laughs) You are not, Ellen. Well, let's talk to Christine for a little bit and then we'll come back to you since she is doing this big fundraiser and has chosen to make Cat Dog the beneficiary of Wags, Whiskers and Wine. Christine, as the founder of Wags, Whiskers and Wine, tell me about this concept and how you came to produce this huge event. (laughs) Well, it's our first event and we came probably across the idea. We were in the wine business and we have excellent contacts uh, with the wine world and had an opportunity to sell some wine for charities. And of course, 
canine-assisted therapy came up. I was one of those Zoom callers who tried to get my Cardigan Welsh Corgi on as a therapy dog. And uh, right as uh, COVID was really starting to uh, become strong in the south of Florida, we decided to put it on hold. But as this idea of the uh, charity came up, we said, this is the one we have to go with because they are such wonderful, wonderful partners. And we know that it was a passion for all of us to give back to the canines and their handlers because they selflessly provide so much happiness for everyone here. Absolutely. And you don't do anything small, obviously. The amount (laughs) of events and the vendors and the complete scope of what you're doing is enormous. Tell us. It is. It is. I know. (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at food and wine and craft beer and gourmet coffee, tea, smoothies, cocktails, other kinds of beverages. I'm like, you've got, this is like a dream come true. Um, How will the day unfold? We're looking at next weekend, both Saturday and Sunday at Hyzanga Park. We're going to be there Saturday afternoon. And this is running, it's a full day event. How will the day unfold starting from opening time at one? We are starting, of course, with sangria and paella, which pairs beautifully with sangria. We're going to have Colombian empanadas and tacos with hot sauces. We're going to have organic wines to wash down uh, uh, all of these wonderful Latin gourmet foods. And we're going to have bakeries with sweets coffee, gourmet coffees, as you mentioned. And of course, Funky Buddha will be there as our craft beer supplier with their beers and their seltzers. And it's going to be a beautiful feast. And then as people are, you know, filled and happy, then they can kind of shop. We're going to have um, three separate uh, little areas, the marketplace with vendors and the pet promenade, which is exclusive for the dogs. (laughs) And then we're, of course, the food court. And we're going to have music with a DJ and we have two different bands which are going to be playing in the afternoon, Social Illusion and the Priorities. And then as we go on to Sunday, we're going to have Bossa Nova, Fusion. We're going to have Jessie Campo, which is a Latin artist. She does jazz and Latin music. She'll have everyone dancing. And then um, we will have raffles throughout the whole day. A few demonstrations, which we're going to have, which uh, one will be the um, the police with their canine dogs. Love those. In the park. Those mm-hmm. are great. Yes. And then a, a different one, which is Pet CPR. Now, which is really something important. Is this how to give CPR to your pet or how to help? It your... is. Okay, okay. That's something that I'd not heard of before. Um, yes, and it's it's something that's helpful because, it, you know, you never know when something could happen. And exactly. at least you'll say, okay, I, I have a pamphlet now. I can look into this. I can go on the internet, read more about it, and be equipped if something happens. Right. And then there's the Corgi kissing booth. <laughs> Absolutely. (laughs) Now, did you choose Corgi because you happen to have a Corgi? (laughs) Yes, and she's a smoocher, so she will be available for kisses. We also have um, about three or four other Corgis who are going to be joining us. Oh, my gosh. both days. It'll happen. We'll announce it when uh, um, we're going to do it. So it'll kind of be something that people can still stop by and meet the corgis. And then we'll have a little kissing. 
I have the biggest smile on my face right now, just the thought of it. And, and, you know, we talk about how dogs are so therapeutic. If just thinking about them makes you happy, then being there is going to be like happy to the nth degree. Absolutely. Can people bring their own dogs? Yes, they can. Well-behaved dogs are welcome on a leash. And we have a few park rules, which are on our website, that as long as they adhere to the park rules, which are put up by the city, we will have a wonderful, beautiful meeting. Okay. And what about any kind of safety precautions for people in light of COVID? Do you require masking, recommend masking, or because it's outdoors and there's, I mean, there's so much room in Haizanga Park, do you need masking at all? You don't need masking if you're comfortable because it is outdoors, that's fine. If uh, you would like to bring your mask along and feel that you're maybe in an enclosed canopy with some vendors, you can put it on. It's totally up to the person. We don't have any implementation requirements from the city. Okay. Is there any limit to the number of people who can attend? No. No, we're we're open uh, because it's going to be from 1 to 8.30. We figure we'll have a nice flow of, of people throughout right. the day. And do you recommend that people purchase their tickets in advance? I understand it's $20, which does include two authentic glasses of this Spanish sangria or yes. the option to choose a variety of non-alcoholic beverages at the food court. That's right. And uh, people can purchase them on Eventbrite. The links are all through um, the Facebook pages from Canine Assisted Therapy. The link is on um, our website, which is sangriaweekend.info, and uh, they can be purchased. But if people just decide that last minute they just want to come and spend the evening, early evening, and have some food and drinks, we will have tickets available at the gate. So sangriaweekend.info and, of course, the Canine Assisted Therapy Facebook page. We also have the info on our Facebook listing, on the event listing on our Facebook page. So easy to find there. And I just, I, it's a holiday weekend. It's going to be a tremendous turnout. And with the weather we've been having, it should be absolutely beautiful and ideal weather to be outside at Hyzanga Plaza. So I invite everyone to come join us. Christine, what you're doing is phenomenal. And I love that you're doing it for Cat Dogs, Inc. Thank you. Well, thank you. So Elise, tell me, what would you say to encourage people to come? I don't know why anyone needs encouraging. This is like such a, it's so much fun. I can't imagine wanting to do anything else. But what would you say to encourage someone to come out? Oh, gosh, if you're looking for something fun to do with your friends, with your family or with your dog, this is the event to be at. Not only do you get to have a good time, but it also supports a good cause here in your community. And I mean, who doesn't want to have sangria and be around dogs and eat some good food? As Christine said, there's going to be awesome music and entertainers. And of course, we're going to have you guys out there and you can get to meet some of our therapy dogs. That's going to be wonderful. Okay, I'm excited. And I bet that you'll have a lot of people who will show up with their dogs and say, you know what? I think I'd like to be one of your therapy teams. I'm assuming you're going to have a booth on site where people can come to you and sign up and make arrangements if they want to train. Yes. Canine Assisted Therapy will be there not only with some of our therapy dogs, but also with staff on hand to answer any questions, talk about how the public can get involved with their own dogs and just be there as a resource. Okay. And remember, this is all to help people who need some sort of comforting. I remember uh, several years ago when you did your first public park event, I was there 
And one of the therapy dogs came up and just started pressing against my leg. And I was like, oh, what's he doing? And they're like, he, he thinks you need a little bit of therapy. <laughs> you, you had a bad day that day, probably. <laughs> I, well, how could it be a bad day? I was there with all the therapy dogs, although it was rainy and we were concerned, you know, how everything would turn out. But I was just so moved by that. I didn't ask for it. Yeah. The handler didn't push the dog. He just came to me on his own. And it was yeah. remarkable and just so, it's just a special feeling. So uh, if anyone, again, wants information, you can go to catdogs.org or sangriaweekend.info, or of course, check our Facebook pages as well. Can't wait to see you guys next weekend. Again, Hyzanga Plaza, 1 p.m. to 8.30 on the 19th and the 20th. Guys, thank you all for what you're doing to help people in our community who definitely need the support right now. Thank you so much, Ellen. Thank you, Ellen. It's a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure is mine. Joining us now, I am so happy to welcome back from Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida, Troop 24529, Ronica Deschmuck. Ronica, thank you for coming back to us and in the middle of cookie season, no less. How are things going? <laughs> They're going really good. We have our online orders going and then cookie boots. And yeah, it's been busy, but super duper fun. You know, we at Cox Media Group have been, I mean, we love you. We love the Girl Scouts <laughs> of Southeast Florida. And we are also, you know, veterans are very close to our hearts. So we're really big on supporting the Girl Scouts Cookies for the Military and the Give a Box, Get a Box event. We've been doing this for years. Tell us exactly what the Cookies for the Military and Gab Gab, Give a Box, Get a Box, are. Okay, so the Cookies for the Military is a program where you can donate $5 for each box of cookies you would like to send to like troops overseas, or you can donate $60 for a case of cookies, which is 12 boxes to be sent overseas. And then like overseas troops will get them. And to them, it's like a little slice of home that they get to taste and it brings them so much joy. I've actually seen surveys that say other than letters from home, Girl Scout cookies are their number one favorite thing to receive when they're overseas and they get something from the United States. They just like they go crazy over Girl Scout cookies, which most of us do. But how does when you say give a box, get a box? This is a special event coming up this coming Friday. We are going to be out at a couple of Duffy's locations with the Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida. We're going to be in Plantation and in Fort Lauderdale. Tell those who are not familiar with the process how it works on this one day of the year for give a box, get a box. Okay. So uh, what Give a Box, Get a Box is, is that we have partnered with Duffy's for people to donate a box of Girl Scout cookies to the military uh, with our program. And then they get a free Girl Scout cookie box. People are just like, their mouths are dropping right now. What? <laughs> free Girl Scout cookies? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. And so, for example, if you were to donate five boxes of cookies, you would get five boxes free. And we're very grateful to public supermarket charities for sponsoring this event. We would not be able to do it without them. Okay, we have one gentleman who has come out every year and each year he doubles the amount that he buys. Last year, 
He paid $360 in cookies, and then he ends up giving most of them back to the Girl Scouts and takes some home for himself. But that many go to the troops, and then he's kind enough to donate to whoever else is around. And wow. then Exactly. So I'm like, oh, come on. Is he going to spend 720 this year? We just never know. But this is the kind of involvement that people do. Yeah. Is there, in your experience, a best-selling cookie flavor? Has it changed over the years? Okay. So in the 10 years that I've been doing Girl Scouts, it has stayed consistent. It has been the Girl Scout Thin Mints, which, fun fact, they're also vegan. So that's really cool. And <laughs> our top seller. Okay. And then uh, we had spoken about the new cookie flavor, Adventurefuls. Yeah. How are things going with those? You were expecting they, a big response. Yes. And they definitely have been a really good seller. They are going by quickly. So get your hands on them if you haven't already. They are so good. And yeah, they're doing really good. Can you describe the flavor for someone who hasn't heard about them yet? Yeah, of course. So the Adventurefuls are this new Girl Scout cookie, as you know, and they are a brownie with like a caramel filling, then drizzled with chocolate and then sea salt added on top. If that doesn't make your mouth foam, I don't know what will. It's going to be very difficult for me to continue talking. <laughs> but you know what? That sounds like something perfect to make a recipe out of, you know, to cook a cake. Yeah. Or Do you experiment with different kind of things that you can cook with Girl Scout cookies? You know, I actually have. So sometimes like whenever I do my booths, I have these a few different recipe cards. And so I've seen people make like Girl Scout Thin Mint truffles. So it's like they mash it up. They maybe add, I'm assuming like some butter to like bind it together and then cover it in chocolate and put it in the freezer. Where can we get Girl Scout cookie recipes? Sure, you can always Google them and then find like a ton of recipes that you can make with all of our different types of cookies. Okay. I've taken us off track because you make it just so appealing and because they are. <laughs> Is there a way someone can support cookies for the military if they can't get to Duffy's this coming Friday between 5 and 9 p.m.? Yes. Um, so some ways that they can do it is you can donate online at www.cookiesforthemilitary.org. And there's also a link to it on the Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida website, which is www.gssef.org. And also, if you were to see any Girl Scouts doing a booth in person, you can always give them the donations and they will make sure it gets to uh, the cookies for the military program. It's at all participating Duffy's locations. It'll be 23 different Duffy locations. Okay. And as I said, um, we will be at the two locations, the Duffy's in Plantation on University in the Fountains and the Duffy's in Fort Lauderdale, just off 17th Street. So you can always come out and join Cox Media Group. Or as Ronica said, go to the website, cookiesforthemilitary.org. You know, like you said, this is an amazing benefit for our troops. You know, it's one way. Way yeah. of paying them back for their service with something that really makes them feel good. Super appreciative of everything that you're doing. One more thing. I believe you have a drive-through 
way for people to get their cookies? I know that sometimes if a Girl Scout's doing a booth and you drive up, they might bring it to your car. I know I've definitely done it before. So that depends on the girl. I And what would you say to encourage someone to support Girl Scouts, cookies for the military, and cookie sales? Yeah. So for me, uh, my personal belief is that when you buy Girl Scout cookies, you are supporting a new generation of girl bosses, along with helping the community and then getting a delicious treat while doing so. So definitely if you come out to give a box, get a box, you can donate, get a special treat. It's just a win-win. Information at gssef.org. I know you, you mentioned there's a whole page about cookies and there's a place where you can click on a link to find all the 27 Duffy's locations that are participating and then get the addresses. Find the one nearest you. What if someone wants their child, you know, you're amazing. You know, I'm going to remind the audience that you told us when we first spoke that you are 14. You've been a Girl Scout for 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, 10 years. So long. (laughs) And you're you're amazed about the 10-year part. I'm amazed at your skills as a 14-year-old. I'm like, I'm picturing you up and debating in a presidential debate when you're a little bit older. (laughs) I do speech and debate as well. (laughs) You know? There you go. So this is part of the whole range of skills that girls can learn being a Girl Scout. They use the acronym GIRL for go-getter, innovator, risk-taker, and then leader. (laughs) What a team we are. So what's the best way for a girl who's interested in becoming a Girl Scout to sign up? You can go to gslcf.org and there should be a button that will take you to help uh, start you on your Girl Scouting journey. And it's really an amazing program that I think every girl should try. And you can learn so many amazing skills while doing it and meet so many amazing, amazing people. Uh, You are an incredible representative. And I'm so excited to get to know you. And I'm looking forward to spending the next few years continuing to talk to you like we did over the years. I had spoken with Amanda Kopelman many times, and she's off in college in Boston now, (laughs) (laughs) studying studying to be a neurosurgeon. Wow. Yeah. And I feel such great things about you for your future. And I really am looking forward to following your journey over the next few years. We will definitely speak again. It has been such a pleasure getting to know you. Once again, Ronica Deshmuk (laughs) from Troop 24529 with Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida. Good luck with your cookie sales. And thank you for sharing all this information. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And one final reminder that we'll have our staff members at two different Duffy's locations, the Duffy's in Plantation at 801 South University Drive in the Fountains, and also the Duffy's in Fort Lauderdale off Southeast 17th Street on Cordova Road. So please come and join us this Friday. Let's get those cookies to the military on Give a Box, Get a Box Night, the one night in the whole year where you can buy a box of cookies, donate it to the military, and get a free box for yourself. Hope we'll see you out there. Thank you so much for listening to Community Focus today. If you have questions or would like to suggest a topic, you can email me at ellen.jaffe at cmg.com. It's ellen.jaffe at cmg.com. Have a great day. If you're partying for the Super Bowl, please drive safely. Join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.